Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Texas Tech podcast host, come on and Joe. I don't know what you have to say for yourself about that. I thought we were going to win. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I love so so. We will have Tristan McGonagall on a little bit later um, from the Talking Tech podcast uh, to recap the Baylor loss from last evening in Lubbock against Texas Tech. Um, I've been on their podcast a couple of times, so I'd asked them if they wanted to come on and do like a, uh, a post game recap. And Tristan was able to come on and it's a really, really great segment. Can't wait for y'all to hear it. But yeah, I, I told him, and I think I say it when we, when we have the little interview is like next time I'm, I'm going to wait until after before I ask. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. It was a good talk and um, I'm glad we got, uh, got Tristan on to talk about it. Um, so before we, jump into that do you want to just go through and go over some of the previous games for the baylor men yeah let's start let's start with some good stuff yeah let's do that so you know before before that before that that loss we we let's see have we talked since we played kansas state no okay so that was um, we recorded early. Game. We recorded early before that last week, so um, we didn't get to talk about that one. So that was a, it. Was an annoying basketball game. Um, it's one of those games where I was like, at, at, it was a little bit shaky at one point. I was like, oh, please no, don't let us drop one in Kansas State. Yeah, and it was actually like less of an annoying game and more of playing one really annoying player in Nigel Pack, who dropped thirty-one. Yeah, like he outscored the rest of the team combined because they what they dropped sixty, he had thirty one. So 
uh, the rest of the team scored 29 points. Yeah. And then, uh, but, but Baylor pulled it out, um, got the win 75, 60. Um, and then after that, just that absolute blowout of Texas. Absolute utter domination of the university of Texas yet again, by another Baylor sports program. And that, that 17 point victory. And I was with you, like going into Texas tech. I thought based on, on Texas, I was like, Oh, I mean, even with the injury to uh, everyday John that you thought, well, Baylor could, they're playing at that kind of level. They did against Texas to, it's going to be a, a hard game because Texas tech is a good team, but I thought we could pull it off in Lubbock. You can hear my dog snoring in the background, but, uh, but then, it was just a it's, a, it's a rough place to play. Yeah, Lubbock is um, quickly becoming one of the scariest places in all of college basketball, not just the Big 12 to play. Um, I think Tristan mentioned they had like a what, a, like a 19 game home winning streak now. Yeah. Um, you know, they've beaten us. They've beaten Kansas. They beat Texas. They beat they've beaten everybody at home that they need to beat at home this year. That, yeah. That's that's any good. Um, they're a monster. And I don't think they're going away anytime soon, but so, so no shame in, in dropping that game to tech, but I still, I'll still go back and focus on that Texas win. Cause that was sweet. And uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. hopefully we get a sweep this year on them. That would be nice. Um, and then Saturday, you know, we got to, we got to shake off Texas tech. We have TCU um, in Waco and I just hope that we have a good crowd and people aren't, I don't know what anything going on. If anything's going on in Waco, I hope people will go out to the game. It's TCU, even though it's a basketball, but show out and give them a good, a uh, good uh, attendance. How long's the drive from Lafayette to Waco? Oh man, it's like probably seven hours. Oh, that's Such that's tough time. for an eleven a.m. game. I was gonna say, do you want to go? I'm, I was yeah. thinking about it. My wife is doing a. Um, my wife is going to like a, a wine tasting thing on Sunday. So I'm going to be watching the baby. And then I'm also having to take work off work on Monday because his daycare is closed for president's day. So I'm going to be single dad. Yeah. They're using it as like an in-service day for training. Okay. Um, I was about to say like, that's a weird. Yeah. Daycare. Um, so I am going to single dad it up on Sunday and Monday. So I was tempted this evening to see if I could pull off making the trip to Waco on Saturday. See if she would let me. So I don't know. But it's we'll so see. early, like I know I have to leave by like six a.m. Like I mean, that's that's a that's a drive. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, it's again. it's three hours for me, solid. So I would probably need you know just to make sure I got everything. Like I could leave at seven and make it on time, but I would end up leaving at six thirty or something. You know, um, but it's basketball, so it's quick. Yeah. I would I would I wouldn't get home very late. Yeah. Uh, speaking of of tip times, have you seen the like the Texas Texas Tech tip tip off time? I have not. It's a weird time. It's eleven thirty. Oh, and they're on ABC. Yeah, on weirdly ABC. enough, ABC is getting college games this year. We because we what what what, what 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 was the Kansas game ABC for us? Uh, or was no, it I Texas? So. So we played somebody on ABC this year. Um, I don't. I watched it. I streamed it, so I don't know. <laughs> I um, gotcha. When it was on ESPN. Oh, that's right. You always watch your games at work, so. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, it was. I don't know, but 
it's just um, my thing is like eleven thirty. Like eleven, I would have said it because no, that's a normal start time. But like eleven thirty, they have something. I don't know what's going on before that. Or they have some. They can't take tear away from like Saturday morning programming. I guess that that might be what it is. I don't know, but but it, Baylor STCU this weekend, yeah. eleven a.m. If you can make it, try to make it. Yeah, Let's get cool. loud. It's TCU. We want to beat them in everything anyway. So it's a it's a get right game. We should absolutely dominate this team. Uh, they should not be able to hang with us. Uh, we have Cryer back. EJ is not coming back for the rest of the year. So got to learn how to play without him. Um, but we're going to have a full backcourt again. And I, I'm really excited to see what we do with that. Now that, you know, LJ has got his legs up back from under him and um, just Get things right, grab a win here, go up to Stillwater after that, grab another win, and then you've got Kansas at home, and who knows what happens in that game. Absolutely. Um, cool. Now, on the women's side. Yeah, the women's side. They've been on a tear. I, I, well, hold on. I think we need to be be upfront about the, the first place. Yes, absolutely. Women's side. Absolutely. So, they're t- I mean... It's a they're tied for first, but I guess they have a tiebreaker because they beat. So they've far, already they, beaten Iowa they've State. Beaten now Iowa they have to play them again yes. in Ames, but as, they, I, mean, I mean they they, beat they the breaks off of them last time. I mean yeah, they, and they, we they, were we were talking last week about how hey hey it was possible you needed just a little bit of help, but I mean less than a week ago or just a little over a week ago we were talking about that, and now they one hundred percent control their own destiny because they have a game against Iowa State. It doesn't matter what Oklahoma does the rest of the way. And it doesn't matter what Iowa State does the rest of the way. If Baylor wins out, Baylor wins the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I'm going back, looking at those games, you're talking like they almost doubled up Kansas State. They beat West Virginia by almost 20, like 18 points. Then you have a 25-point win against TCU. And, and just right like, before that was the 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 – you know, double header weekend series against Texas that they won. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, now they do, I think they play TCU. Um, they have like a back to back with TCU, I think. Are they playing like tomorrow or something like that? Or Correct. Saturday, I mean. They play TCU on Saturday, Saturday at 1 p.m. And after having just played, because this is uh, one of these, yeah. one of these was a makeup game because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so they have TCU Saturday. And then after that, they've got at Oklahoma State, who is the second worst team in the conference. TCU is the worst team in the conference. So they've got TCU and Oklahoma State, two of the worst teams in the conference. Then they have Kansas, who's pretty solid. Nine and four in conference, 18 and five overall, tied with Oklahoma for third place in the conference right now. So that can be tough, but it's at home. Then you go to Ames against number six, Iowa State, who you're tied with currently in the in the conference. If we win that game, it's essentially the de facto conference championship game because then all you have to do is go and beat Tech, and yeah. Tech is tied with Oklahoma State as the second worst team in the conference. So they're both they're both three and ten. So essentially, you've got two games left this year that are against respectable squads against Kansas and Iowa State. If you pull those out, congratulations, Nikki Collin. You have kept the conference championship streak alive, and you have started your own. It really would be. I don't, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it really is would be a rough, rough day for like the 
Nikki calling critics out there and for the rest of the big 12 who earlier they thought, Oh, this is, we're going to finally like dethrone Baylor. And cause I listen to, you know, probably the same other big 12 podcast. And, you know, the whole time has been like someone else is going to f- finally, you know, cause they were a little bit shaky coming out the gates and then to go on and regroup and the way they went and just like, not that these are like the best teams, of course, but, you know, Kansas State did beat Baylor earlier in the year. There's going to be a lot of the uh, the Jesse from ba- Breaking Bad meme on Twitter if we pull this out of the yeah. that he can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's looking good. It's kind of like what we talked about earlier, kind of like Texas Tech on the men's side, how their their schedule lines up to where they're going to wrap up with some of the weaker teams in the on the men's side. So, kind of the same thing. All right, what do you say we uh, we do a little bit of a deep dive and we give the people what they're waiting for and we dive into the uh, the Tristan interview? All right, ladies and gentlemen, the, the moment that you've been waiting for, Baylor fans, actually, you haven't. This is, this is why you 100% wait until you're playing a team that you're guaranteed like 100% going to win before you, you invite them to come on your podcast beforehand. But we're still lucky because we have the most attractive man in the world, the former most desirable bachelor that existed 67, two or 67.2% save percentage as a lacrosse goalie at Texas tech university and the co-host of the talk and tech pod. We have Tristan McGonigal here to talk and recap the, uh, the Baylor tech game that happened last night. Tristan, how you doing, man? You, I, I totally didn't tell him to say all that, by the way, y'all. He, he was just like, nah, I got my spiel. No, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, like like you said, I mean, bring, bringing the guests on after uh, after the, the the loss is 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 ballsy. So I do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so, but I wonder I, I'm wondering how many listens this gets. You know, the, the fan the fans usually go up and down with the with the wins and and, and L's. So like, oh, I don't want to listen to this kind of. Thing. I just I just expect that we'll get your listeners. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Maybe 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 it'll be a, a bit of a a relief there. So <laughs> the Bear Den becomes the most popular Texas Tech podcast <laughs> yeah, in history. Lovick yeah. numbers go up. <laughs> well, I will say this: there was uh, Tristan. It was it was a little uh, touch and go. Whether you were going to come on uh, last night during the <laughs> during the game, hey, he's uh, Matt texted me and he was like, "I was like, it's, it's I, I don't know if we should have them on now." <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely understand, but man, it's we've had Joe on twice now, so I, it's been I'm really excited to hop on with y'all. Um, uh, it's my first like, y'all are actually my first podcast I'm doing outside of talking tech. I usually. Uh, send uh, Steven in because I usually consider him a bit of the, the, the brainier one when it comes to this kind of stuff. So y'all could maybe catch me saying some dumb stuff so you can roast me there. That could be the dub. Hey, there we go. Hey, that, hey, that works. <laughs> yeah, Steven couldn't make it because he's what he's driving back to Baton Rouge tonight. He's actually driving to San Antonio. Uh, San Antonio, gotcha. Old stomping grounds. He's, he's going there to take some some wedding pics or, uh, you know, invitation pics or whatever for with him and his uh, lovely fiance. And then he's meeting up with me here in all in the Austin area to go to the game Saturday uh, and, and the, the concrete plan. Y'all are going to uh, Texas tech fans are going to uh, travel to go to a road basketball game. Have y'all ever done that before? Uh, yeah, I, I, the only other time I've done it before was in, in Norman. However, because my parents live it up in Oklahoma. So anytime I'm there and there's a tech game there, I, I've been to the Norman. So yeah, this, but this is gonna be a first time in the concrete plan. I uh I cannot wait to watch that game to see if, if y'all really do turn that place fully red. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is part due of Mark Adams going after uh, 
uh, Chris Beard this weekend as Tech plays the University of Texas. So I'm really hoping you guys just paint that place red. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's something that the, this podcast and the other nine, especially the hateful eight, can all rally behind. It's just no matter what, sticking it to the horn. So, and obviously, tech fans have a bit more reasons than others to really get it this time. That video well, you, posted, you guys, uh, the chicken oh, video, ahead, the chicken video he put on Twitter um, about <laughs> Texas walking out. Texas Tech fans was I've never seen that before, and it was hilarious. I, uh, you, God I'm not gonna bless lie. You. I actually have Tristan's Twitter up on my screen right now. The whole time we've been talking, out of the corner of my eye, I just see the screaming chicken. <laughs> but God it's like bless you have to hear the, you have to turn the audio on because it's, it's like the Jurassic Park theme. Only they're doing like the, the chicken squeak, whatever sound they make those rubber chickens, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I it took me like 20 minutes to find that video and, and it only got like five likes that's that's the meme economy for you you're like you're like this is gonna hit but sadly it didn't but matthew you made my whole evening that's for sure <laughs> so speaking of uh texas tech fans uh you guys got a little bit rowdy last night as the number seven team in the country came into lubbock y'all had a whiteout you had some guy that I, I think ESPN showed him like once or twice some some quarterback name like Paul uh, McThompson or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can never remember. Was. Yeah, Maybe it's like McDonald. I, I think <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, <laughs> Pete and, McDonald. And, and you guys uh, once again allowed Baylor to get a nice little first half lead and then just crushed our spirit in the second half. And all I have to say is. Uh, O'Banner needs to be committed somewhere. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that person was that was on the court last night, but he apparently became LeBron James. Right, dude, you're seriously, man. You're, you're really speaking it. And you know, it's funny that you bring up the first half because then they ESPN brought up, you know, the most ESPN tweets, I mean, or stats, but it was a legitimate stat this time. It was something like Baylor is practically undefeated if they're leading at half. Um, you know, it was like, y'all were like 90 and five if you're leading at half. So, I mean, Going into this game, I was I, I thought this was the real chance that the home and winning streak gets stamped. And going into the half and seeing that stat, you're like, oh wow, this this really could happen. And it wasn't exactly a, like dread. It's like this is a fantastic Baylor team. Uh, they're top ten in the nation, reigning champs. But you know, I I really thought that this this could absolutely go their way. Like I was actually kind of thinking y'all were going to take it that at that moment. It, for about 30 minutes, I was like, okay, we got this. And then you guys just, you hit a three and you had a couple of dunks. Like there was, y'all had like, I think two straight uh, sequences where there was like a turnover that was just an elite dunk on y'all's end. Mm -hmm. And the crowd turned into what we have seen the tech fan base become in the last couple of years with basketball. And I just, my sphincter just like tightened up and it was just like, oh, well, here we go. This is, uh, this is, this is not going to go well for us. Well, well, Joe, you, you must be mistaken. According to Longhorn fans, the, the UT game was our Super Bowl, and we don't show up for anything else. So. <laughs> Y'all were camped I, out three days ahead of time for the Baylor game, too. So Exactly. I mean, you got it. I mean, when, especially for a big rivalry game like this. So, now nah, I just had to – I got to keep taking my digs, especially since they're up next. So, but, yeah, yeah man, I, I – I, my whenever I was talking on the Talking Tech, it was – you know, these are two evenly matched teams. You know, they're, they're better in different departments. But, you know, you know, Baylor's obviously proven to be their better team pretty much this whole year. Uh, now, obviously, I think it's pretty damn 50-50. But the one thing I was telling Steven is just like the, the home court advantages have just been insane. Like we're undefeated at home. We had the longest winning streak outside of Gonzaga. Like that counts. Um, so uh, it's just that was like the one thing. And I think if, if 
I'm, I'm just glad we got the win over Baylor in Waco because I thought this was going to be a 1-1 split if we were lucky this year. Yeah, I mean, neither of us has even played each other fully healthy either. Now, I think you mm-hmm. guys have probably dealt with worse injuries in the games than we have, but God, I, I, I don't think y'all want to face us in March, and I don't want, I, I want nothing to do with you guys for the rest of the year. No, let's be the same seeds. Let's both, we'll both be number two seeds, so we don't have to see each other until the final four. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Let's just be the same seed far away from like, just make sure we're in like to opposites. So we'd have to play for a national title, even if we had to play each other. Yeah. That, that, that would be the ultimate. That would be so perfect. I mean, it's just that, uh, but God, I don't want that to happen since the experience level on the Baylor side and doing such things is more in y'all's favor. Did you see the, um, like Joe Lenardi's bracketology? He, after last night, he flipped like, I think Baylor and tech. So they had, he had Tech as a two seed and Baylor as a three seed. Oh my God! So it's is, is Joe's nightmare coming coming to to fruition here? Just, <laughs> oh God, no! Are please. we going to meet? Don't up? put us in the same region. At least put us in San Antonio or something. You know, put us put us in Fort Worth so we all can go see at least. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, either that or send us to San Diego. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go somewhere, why not go to just the perfect weather? Yeah, I mean that that wouldn't suck either, especially with how cold of a winter it's been. So, I mean, hasn't exactly been last winter. Don't don't no one no one raid my house over the gifts of the winter storm. But yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, one thing I can say is the final four is in New Orleans this year, and Tristan, I know that being a tech football fan, you just you might not know what watching a football game in that city is like, but. Matt and I can tell you it's it's really great to go watch like a, a high-end postseason game in New Orleans. Oh, I thought this was a hardwood recap. Why are you doing this to me? Excuse <laughs> me, you are talking to Liberty Bowl champion. I mean, if you really want to act like the Sugar Bowl is like the Liberty Bowl, okay. You go guys, ahead. you guys, you did you you broke the leech curts this That's year. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. No, now our bowl game could have been more perfect. I mean, obviously, y'all got NY6 bowl, but I mean, at least we we exercised some demons. So <laughs> that was, I think Matt and I both ranked that as the most intriguing Baylor bowl game of the year. When we, when we had our bowl preview episode. Yeah. I, I, it's definitely like it, it, stories like that just don't happen. You know, and it, it was just yeah. kind of the stars align. So around like the, the fan base that you guys have when it comes to basketball, I was, I was, I was in a group chat and we were talking about it the other day. And one of the things that I was thinking, cause the question was asked, like, how did tech become, this just fervent, like top fan base in the state, one of the top in the country. And my thought was, it was like perfect timing when Beard came in and he he lit a little bit of a fire underneath the fan base because he brought some energy. He got you guys pretty good before even the, the final four run. But it coincided with some like some lethargy in the football program where I think your fan base as a whole was kind of like, just we're just tired of football at this point. So like it was just like this scale tip to basketball. Is that how you, like what would you attribute to how tech has built this basketball fan base? I think you just sucked the answer right out of my mouth. I mean, I, I think that's that's a that's a great way to put it. Um, it really began with Tubby Smith. That's when the interest really started picking up steam because Tubby Smith actually put together a respectable program in Lubbock that just hadn't been seen in a while. Um, and then he he left to go to Memphis, and then you know obviously Chris Beard comes in and, and injects even more energy into it. Uh, that guy is the worst, though, so I'm not going to give him too much credit. I mean, after all, the real architect behind him is still on the team. But, dude, I think that's a perfect way to put it. I think it's, you know, this 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 fan base wants to cheer for something. I mean, what fan base doesn't? And, you know, I have all these college students, and it just – it gets 
it, it drains on you whenever every home football game you go to, you're going to lose. And that's that's how that's how Stephen and I's uh, uh, tenure at Texas Tech was when our best year was Patrick Mahomes is what, 75, seven and five year. So it was it was a brutal stretch stretch. And when we actually had a decent basketball program, everyone was just hyped. It's like it's fine. Finally, we have something to go cheer for. I mean, obviously, baseball has been awesome. But, you know, it's just, you know, a ballpark just is, just, just doesn't permeate that kind of energy that you're looking for to party with college students. But, yeah, I think I think, you know, you suck that, that answer out of my mouth and just the commitment from the fans and the, and the, and the, the, the university as a whole. Uh, it's just been awesome. I really forget. I forget about Tubby. Like I forget what he did there because because mm-hmm. Beard was so, so larger than life and kind of fear inducing throughout the rest of the conference. Like, oh, shit, this guy's doing this attack. Like, oh, no, they're playing. Tech is playing for a national champion. Like what? What in the world in basketball? Texas Tech is playing for a national title. And yeah, I mean, it's it's been so cool to see to see that on TV. Like the whiteout was really cool to watch. I hated every second of it when you guys were like out there <laughs> swag surfing. And there were so many times last night where I was watching that game and you guys would still be down by eight or six or something after a three pointer. And I'd see your fans just going crazy. And I'd just be like, shut up. You're, not, you're still losing. Sit down. You're not allowed to cheer yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we're scoring, you're supposed to shut up. But yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I feel that man, but that's, 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 that's a great thing, man. It just shows the respect that obviously the tech tech fandom has for the, for Baylor and just props, you know, the Baylor fans, I feel like I've had some of the most fun with Baylor fans, like online and in person, all that probably more so than pretty much anybody in the conference. Obviously, you know, it's the, the proximity, you know, and the history we have together, but it's just fun. It's not, it's not like, like we're, we're sitting here taking real digs at each other. Like, you know, saying, Oh, Lester university, we deserve a better conference kind of crap, you know, that we hear from other fan bases right now. So I, I've been having so much fun with it. I'm glad the fans are too. So I, that's a great way to put it, man. Yeah. It's been honestly the silver lining between everything that Oklahoma and Texas are pulling right now is that the hateful eight really have come. It's been, it's made everything so fun. Like it has, we can all jab each other now because we all just have this extreme mutual hate for Texas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still want to beat each other, obviously. And, you know, oh, Baylor's been the team to beat, obviously, in both sports. So it's just it's not like we we it's not that we like y'all, but it's definitely that it's definitely just more of a fun head to head more than a, I freaking I there's nothing more I want to do than to beat these guys just because they're I, I hate what they are kind of thing. <laughs> See, luckily, see, Matt grew up a UT fan, so luckily he didn't. He he made Ooh, the right choice tough. later on in life, and and is a Baylor fan now, so he doesn't have yeah. to live through having to be a Texas fan now. That's that's tough, Matt. I mean, I don't know why Joe just aired out your laundry like that, unprompted. Well, but I mean, that's... Joe grew up a Sooners fan, so oh my I grew up god, what am I on? What is this? What podcast is this? This is hey, we're, you know, we're, we're just like the Baptist evangelicals love to do. It's it's not you know Jesus doesn't just love the people that are perfect. <laughs> he goes and he finds the sinners and he brings them back home. All right. Whatever you have to tell yourself to, to go to sleep at night, that's for sure. Just hold your national championship trophy and, and, and close your eyes. It was it was actually all that that Baptist gold. <laughs> yeah, the Baptist gold convinced us. That we got um, Stidham to come to Baylor with that Baptist gold. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we both got into some some gambling trouble with the uh the Baylor Mafia and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, just ask the Aggies down at College Station. It's it's, the, it's definitely the Waco Mafia, man. I don't know. Magnolia's definitely got the underground network. Just look at them. Although during the game last night, um, 
I, I did. I was concerned for Texas Tech whenever the y'all were doing the the swaying in the stands, and y'all need to get some like representation because Texas A&M is definitely going to sue you. And <laughs> lawyer up, Let's, lawyer absolutely. Up Don't come at you with that. Yeah, you better not have any any anything twelve in the building Take or on TV. The, all the ones and, and twos have to go. Yeah, and if you link arms at all and, and yeah. swing to a rap song. Well, they'll they'll find a way to say okay the melody's pretty close to the uh, us obsessing over UT yeah. song so that wasn't fair <laughs> use that was a copyright infringement. <laughs> What's funny is if there is in in the the off chance that a single Texas A and M fan listens to this podcast, I'm going to get a tweet that says something like "Real rich of Baylor fans talking shit about uh, suing another school." <laughs> All right, that 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 is that is pretty funny, but like that that's that is good, man. And I, I love that we're just kind of you know shooting strays here, and for some reason, yeah, not for some reason with UT, but even A and M's catching them now. <laughs> yeah, they deserve it. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I remember I remember when I visited Tech when I was looking for um like looking at schools I was going to go to. I was in Lubbock, and I visited Tech, and I was walking the campus with a buddy that went there. And there was uh, there was a I, I guess it was the mask writer. I don't know. It was a statue. I just remember there was a horse on campus and he told me that the horse's ass was pointed as a crow flies right at College Station. Yes, exactly. That's a, you're, you're t- yeah, you're, you're talking about the Rogers uh, statue at the front. Yeah. So that's a uh, yeah. Legend has it is all horse statues on campuses. The uh, rump faces in the direction of college station so that's that's definitely a fun tidbit it's not quite as fun as it was when we're in the same conference but it's it's definitely it's still definitely something to bring up you're like yeah it's still it's still an f you this many this many years later yeah that's great that's just that's that's, that's good that's good college football jabbing right there absolutely whether it's true or not so tell me what's your uh what's your prediction for this weekend are you gonna you gonna pull off the texas sweep Yo, I I think so. Absolutely. I, I think it's just this is kind of like, especially when it comes to playing UT, I think this is kind of a bit of a team of destiny. Whenever I say team of destiny, I don't, I don't necessarily mean like championship. I just mean this team is out to prove a statement. I think they already have proved a statement. I, I, I think they've come out and proved that Texas Tech isn't going anywhere on the hardwood court. I think Mark Adams is really making a real statement that's saying that he is coach of the year. You know, this is his first year and he has a top 10 team next time the rankings come out, especially if this weekend goes goes right. And man, I think it would just mean so much to this team, to this fan base, to this program. If we just go out there and get business done like we did in Lubbock, uh, I mean, I, it, it kind of just, you know, puts a big middle finger to everything UT going with the Chris Beard situation. So I, I do think we go and get it done just because I think we want it way more than they do. I mean, why would, what, what are they, what are they fighting for with it? You know, besides just defending home court and maybe playing for their coach, even though it's not like he was the one that got wronged. So I, I do think that this is a team on a mission and it's, it's going to be accomplished. I think we beat them by, you know, I, I think it might be kind of like this Baylor game. I think it's going to be, you know, maximum like 10 points. I don't think it's going to be over till it's over, but I, I do think it's going to be, a little more than not comfortable if you get what i'm saying personally i'm rooting for a blowout for you guys so of course because um, <laughs> hey, everyone just, is yeah. yeah you got you got the whole conference at your back so you that brings me to my next question for you you mentioned you know kind of team of destiny and you weren't talking about a championship but i want to know what after you've seen everything that's happened this year i know like at the beginning of the year you had some injuries you lost to providence who is actually i think a top 10 team now um, they're really good and, you know, it was like, oh, no, you, know, you lost to Gonzaga. Everybody mm-hmm. loses to Gonzaga. But not everybody. After, but, um, not, well, that's true. Not everybody. Good. That's a very good point, Matt. Do, not two, do, do two Baylor wins equal a Gonzaga win? 
Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> if you had done it last year, I'd have given you a yes. Uh, <laughs> but after after everything you've seen this year with this team, what is their what's their true ceiling? Is this a championship level team? Yeah, I think I think they have it in them. I, I do. I, I I just think that it's it's not the reason why is just it's such a well balanced team. It's not really a team you look at and say it's because they have this player, or it's because they have that player. So it's like every everybody has something to contribute to this team and they all seem so bought into what Mark Adams has built. I think the chance, I think that there's any opportunity to win a national championship that there's ever been in Texas Tech's history. Um, it's because, I mean, look at the 2018 team. I, I think there's a lot of similarities in the types of players we have, but I think this team might be even better, but, um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot to just lob out national championship. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure even for y'all last season, I mean, would you go into the season saying, yeah, we're going to win a national championship? It's just with college basketball. It's it's such a crazy sport in that sense where it's possible, but it's also unlikely, you know, it's just, it's how it works. But I do think that elite eight is absolutely in the conversation. Um, and man, but man, I think just going and making a good run is just a, a great way to, for the season to go out no matter what. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like, I think you guys are absolutely talented enough to make a Final Four and even win it all. Like, once you get there, I mean, mm. you're there. Like, anything can happen. Right. And, like, I kind of look at the – I look at Baylor's season very similar. So, like, for Baylor, like, I know there, there's – like, people are going to be disappointed if it's not back-to-back. Like, you set that standard. Like, there's going to be some fans that are disappointed. I think that's crazy. My Like, my main goal for success this year is, like, do we make the second weekend? If we make the second – if we're in a Sweet 16 and Elite Eight, like, I'm going to be like – hell yeah, we're continuing staying strong. Like, this is still a really, really good basketball team. Um, after everything we've been through, like, like the hangover from a championship, all the injuries that we had, if, if we do that, I think it'll be huge. And I, But, man, I think tech is scary. And when you guys play your game, ooh, buddy. Um, I have <laughs> yeah. all the respect in the world for Mark Adams, and he'd get my vote for Coach of the Year, too. So Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, that's what's so cool about this conference. I mean, it's got a lot of just great – cool coaches at the helm and seeing you know, it's, it's hard to hate guys like, like Scott, like Scotty and, and Mark. Um, they're definitely good guys that definitely have going forward into this, into this new conference that we're about to head into and just a new era. And um, that, that's, that's a great way to put it, man. I think, I think whatever programs expect, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously with Baylor winning a national championship, expecting a national championship again, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I, it's I, that's, and it's no, oh yeah. And it's no disrespect to Baylor at all. I mean, even if you're like, dude, well, I can't believe you'd ever expect that. Um, but it, I, I think whenever your, your fan bases are at least expecting going to March Madness every single year, it means that your program has made it and that they're, mm-hmm. that they're there. They're a staple now that the, the fans expect that success. It's kind of like what, you know, the closest thing we have now that basketball is just now getting good is, you know, if tech doesn't go to Omaha, it's kind of a, a disappointing season of baseball now. So it's just, yeah. it's kind of that same realm. So, but I mean, I guess that's the equivalent to Elite Eight. So, but this is March Madness. is just a crazy beast and expecting a, a national championship every year is kind of nuts. So, <laughs> Matt, you got a sports question for Tristan before I ask him our uh, our fun little non-sports question. Oh, um, I think I was uh, to, earlier today. I was looking at the um, the upcoming, the rest of the the schedule for Tech and Baylor and Kansas was the top three teams right now. And looking at it, Tech has a good just who the games they have left. They have a good opportunity to 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 win the conference the regular season outright. That would be amazing. And it just that and with the way that, yeah, like you said, the way the schedule set up, it, it kind of sets up to where that's absolutely possible. UT is the last really tough one we have. Yeah. And then we have a lot of home games and a lot of home games. Mm-hmm. And we kind of got to make up from, you know, losing to OU before that was just absolute fluke. 
but that's 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 absolutely the case. We need a little help from Kansas and obviously Baylor to uh, you're, drop you're some. Done but... with, uh, you're after Saturday, you're done with Texas, done with Kansas, done mm-hmm. with Baylor. So I mean, it's really like middle to the in the bottom part of the Big Twelve that y'all have left to go. God, y'all really it's Baylor just garbage. Still has the rest like of the way. Kansas and Texas to go. And same thing, and Kansas is probably the worst because they have extra games in March. Yeah, it's kind of funny that, yeah, you asked this question now because, like, a couple weeks ago, Steve and I were saying, like, we're about to go through hell in the schedule with how, with how tough it's been lately. And we've actually come out of it in pretty good shape. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like I said, I was going to be happy, way happy with splitting the series with Baylor. I'm glad we already got one on UT because, you know, as much as we rip on them, they are a good team. We're about to go there. Um, but like you said, after we get past Saturday, I think that there's a real chance that we can win out. And obviously, you have to have, you have, to have real help. And obviously yeah. – Winning a Big 12 championship year one under Mark Adams, I just that's like that's like movie. We're like talking about movie scripts now, you know. So that would that would be spectacular. Yeah, y'all would worship him more than you even already do now. I mean, it would be yeah. un it would be unbelievable. Like it, it really would, man. And then well, then you then after that, you might as well win the national championship. Whatever. Why not do that? Let's let's do it all. That's what we do. All I have to say is like I want Baylor to win it every single year, but <laughs> after after that level. All I care about is that Kansas doesn't win it. Mm-hmm. So it's like Baylor wins it or Kansas doesn't win it. So, you know, screw it. Go win it. It's kind of, it's kind of like football. As long as it's not OU and UT, but then why would you even bring them up anymore? As long as, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, as, long as it's not the Sooners, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would not have a problem with, with Tech doing it because then that would just make Kansas going back-to-back years without winning it. Oh, be so sweet. Please, Parody. Please come yeah. to us. <laughs> please, please, God. Um, <laughs> all right, Tristan. So... I know uh, on the Talking Tech Pod for all you Bared In listeners who don't know, the Talking Tech Pod has has a tradition where they do Song of the Week every week where they talk about things. But uh, on here, one of the questions we generally ask each other is, uh, "What are you watching, reading, or listening to?" Now, Stephen from from your podcast uh, mentioned to me that you don't know how to read, so um, <laughs> so that wouldn't be a fair question to ask. But that's tough. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a tech joke in there somewhere. Uh, I was gonna but- make that joke, Joe. Dang it! <laughs> now I had a whole joke set up, and you just tore it from me. I'm never coming on this pod again. <laughs> but what, uh, uh, Tristan? Tell me, what do you you know anything new, fresh that the people don't may not know about, or something that you just like really love that you've been listening to or that you've been watching lately? Well, you know what, Joe. You know, I'm going to stick it to Steven here is, you know, I am not much of a reader, but actually I've been reading a lot more lately. Steven. Oh, shit. Yeah. So how about that? And my joke was, to be, I don't read much. There's a tech joke in there somewhere, Joe. OK, geez. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's kind of a basic answer, but I'm, I'm in the middle of reading The Hobbit. In the Lord of the Rings saga, you know, I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and, and Tolkien in general, and but obviously just Peter Jackson's uh, cinematic universe. But, you know, these books are really, really good. This might be the best fantasy book or fictional book I've ever read in The Hobbit. It's a children's book, but man, it doesn't matter what, how old you are. It just it grips you with the way he writes. It just it's just it's so pleasant and fascinating. And I, I, I do recommend any Lord of the Rings fans that are thinking about reading the books do it. I mean, it's just it's, this is basically like you know, our cultural icons in book form. So that's, I, I've been reading The Hobbit. Uh, I did a book, Joe. How about that? That's, I, I love everything about it because I love those books, except for like the very first part of Fellowship of the Ring because that's mm-hmm. really su- super boring because one thing Peter Jackson does do really well is he truncates how how long it takes them to leave the Shire because in the book, it takes them way longer to get the hell out of there. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, dude, so, that's awesome. Are you, did you, did, did your interest in going back and reading those kind of spark from the new Amazon show that's coming? No, not actually not at all. I mean, what, what really sparked it again was, you know, my, my fiance, she hadn't watched any of the really popular series like star Wars, Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings and all that. And uh, we, we started watching all of them and she loved the Lord of the Rings series. And I'm like, I know they're really, really good. Aren't they? They're, they're like stupid. Good. I need to read the source material. So I committed like, it was kind of like one of my New Year's resolutions was just like kind of commit to reading stuff like that so that's that's kind of what spread it on you know that's awesome thank you matt have you ever read them i know you're big star wars you, you and i are big star wars nerds but are you also a uh you also a uh, tolkienite well yeah i mean i read them in like school i read the hobbit and lord of rings in high school but um then uh, you know of course i'm a big fantasy nerd so I, I, when movies came out i was all about it and then uh I, i'm gonna go back i was funny he talked about that my my daughters they're big they're into like fantasy and things like that so i was like well we should read it together as a family just like every night read a little bit of lord of the rings and we were going to do that that's really cool i was just that's so funny you say that it's like you know whenever i have whenever i have a future kid i would love to read this book to them because it just it plays like that so well yeah that's a cool story so like my wife is not a super nerd or anything but the one thing she's she's a millennial so of course like the one major thing that she nerds out over is Harry Potter. And <laughs> like, I like Harry Potter a lot. I never read the books until I met her. And then she would always give me shit. Like you can't talk shit about Harry Potter. Because you never read the <laughs> and so I went and I read the books just so I could, I could be like, haha, I've read them now. And now what she hates is every time I point out, like uh, she stole that from Tolkien. She stole that from Tolkien. Like, cause like half of the stuff that's in Harry Potter, I feel like is stolen from Lord of the Rings. Straight up, uh, Voldemort is so Sauron, and it's so obvious. You know? Yeah, like, and there's just uh, I don't know, like, there's just so many things that I will find in Harry Potter that I'm like, that is just straight out of the Tolkien universe. Yeah. So, but I, I, I had to, I had to quasi defend it because I, every time I say my last name, usually if they're especially if they're young, they're like, <gasps> it's what? What's your last name? <laughs> So, so for those those of you like uh, to to pull the curtain back, when Tristan first called into the call, I actually we shared our screen, and I had found a picture of him when he was on the uh, in college on the Texas Tech lacrosse club team. So we were jabbing, like, "Hey, we found baby Tristan or whatever." The reason I found that was because I googled your name because I was like, "Is his name really McGonagall?" Or like, because that was the thought that popped in my head. I was like, maybe he's just a big Harry Potter fan. You thought I was faking it? You thought I was faking McGonagall? I, I thought hilarious. it's a Twitter handle. I've always just known you as Tristy, like just colloquially. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's Twitter. People throw random stuff up there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That cracks me up. <laughs> I'm a huge Harry Potter. I'm going to take on the name of one of the professors in the books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my Twitter I, name. She's I've gone to the law. Though. She's a great character. She is. She is. At least she's a good one. You know, she stays good the whole time. <laughs> I I know Steven doesn't use his uh, his Twitter account like personal one anymore because he runs the talk attack one, but he needs to change his personal one to like Steven Dumbledore now. <laughs> just, just just so we can double do it there. <laughs> I think I'm going to go on Twitter. And I'm going to change mine to like Snape with my last name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. We OK, we're all going to change our name to Harry Potter stuff and everybody's going to wonder why. Um, Tristan doesn't have to though. Maybe you could change it to something different. Like you could be, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you can be Tristan Granger. Um, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's do like one of the real weird ones. I'll be like Dobby. That's it. Yeah. Just first name, last name, Dobby. <laughs> Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> All right, man. It has been a blast having you on. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, please plug away, tell the people where they can find you, where they can find the podcast, anything else you want to tell the world. 
All right. Yeah, guys. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a co-host on a Texas tech pod. It's called talking tech. The, the Twitter handle is at talking tech. It's very active. My, my co-host Steven runs it and we're part of guns up nation, a, a big fan site unofficial, but it's at guns up nation. Uh, go and follow us. Even if you're a big 12 fan, it's kind of fun to just kind of be in those circles to see what everyone else is saying. So, but it's been a pleasure, Ben. Thank y'all so much for having me on. I had a ton of fun. I can't wait to do it again. Absolutely, man. Thanks so much. Y'all go follow Tristan. Y'all go follow Talking Tech Pod. I promise you, uh, it's not all, all tech all the time. A lot of the time, it's also talking trash about Texas, which we very much welcome on this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's minimum bear trash. All right. It's, it's the cannons are pointed towards Austin most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tristan. Thanks so much, man. You thanks, have a great Tristan. night. All right. Thanks, guys. Beautiful. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Tristan, huge thanks to you for uh jumping in and, and recording for a little while with us one of my very good friends awesome awesome twitter follow i do uh i do recommend going and finding him on twitter uh giving him a shout out giving him a follow as well sure. as the talking tech pod so big shout out to those guys for coming on now let's uh let's shake off the loss again yeah. and and get back to baylor talk matt big news something that yeah. everybody's been asking about for a very very long time uh, I work a little bit with ODB, our daily bears, and it's a question that's come in in the mailbag with Bear, uh, Bear in Texas BNT every single week. What's happening with Dave Aranda's contract? Matt, we got him signed. He's extended to 2029. 2029. Now, it's a college coach contract. You know, the yeah. the amount of years it's on, it doesn't matter. And, and Baylor ba- doesn't release any information. Correct. There is There is no... Um, no requirement for them to publicly announce anything as it pertains yeah. to uh, the details. Now, a lot of times we'll, we'll see leaks here and there and rumors about what it is. Um, but this I, mean, I would a assume to, I would assume there's like a, a buyout increase. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a a sizable buyout, but you know, a lot of coaches don't necessarily like those as much because you know that it pens them in. What I have heard, and I have no, this is again, just like somebody told somebody who told somebody who saw it on a, uh, on a, on a message board or something. Uh, and then somebody told somebody that told me, uh, but I have heard that the reason that things were taking so long was it wasn't because of his own salary. And it wasn't even necessarily because of salary for assistance, the, like stuff like that can get worked out pretty easily. It was he was looking for certain levels of commitment moving forward around NIL. Um, so, oh. and, and, and something that had to do with like uh, a bigger money focus on the recruiting side of things. So if that's the case, I think that would make a lot of sense in the world for why it took a little bit while, uh, or took a little while for this contract to get signed. Well, I mean, off the topic of specifically the Dave Aranda part of it, um, Baylor has, deep pockets of alumni. And so, I mean, I'm con- curious, or maybe they, they have things that just haven't been announced. Like you said, Baylor's a private institution. They don't have to release anything, really. There's no, um, you know, FOIA to get Baylor information because it's a private entity. But um, you hear a lot about from other other schools about they've going to NIL deals with this company or that company or whatever. Um now you haven't heard that with Baylor, but again, and you also, but you didn't see a lot of players transfer either. So there has to be, I mean, just me thinking there has to be something that is going on that we just don't know about. 
Yeah, and I think that's going to be uh, pretty constant with this uh, athletic department is there's just going to be things that are happening in the background that they don't feel the need to tell people about. And I I, I don't think Mac Rhodes and Dave Aranda, especially, they're not flashy guys. Like Dave Aranda doesn't want to be out in the spotlight as yeah. as some guy that's getting interviewed about NIL and things like that. He wants he wants to be in the background, but he wants to make sure that he has a competitive advantage anywhere that there yeah. can be one. So I don't I think this isn't going to be a boastful athletic department that talks about the money that they have. This is just going to be an athletic department that puts their head down and does things the right way. Yeah, I do think that probably um, I read an article about the fanatics deal. With like um, jersey sales and putting the players names on the back of jerseys. And I think probably Baylor's going to get in on that considering uh, we're a Nike school. And I know Fanatics has a relationship with Nike. and that that'd be one of those like but it's 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 a little bit tricky because you're trying to get like a group licensing it's not just one player you have to have like the every you know all the players yeah um and i did see like i think it was sickum 365 uh reported that or it was a quote that i think on one of their radio shows for mac roads that there was like over 300 nil deals that they've got with their athletes so far so it's not like yeah that's um, what i'm saying like they have they're just not you know, flashing it out on ESPN like other schools do, or the information is not available. Like other reporters, like I said, they can get that information because they're publicly um, funded universities. So, yeah, and you know, that's that's I think an advantage for us, honestly. Like, there's going to yeah. be some recruits out there that want that like big flash out in the public kind of stuff, and there's some guys that are just going to you come in and it's like, look, this is what we got set up for you. This is how you can make money. These are the partners that we have. You know, there you go. If you come here, this is what you got. But they're not recruiting off of that. They're not like guaranteeing anything. It's just like, yeah. hey, here's the avenues that we've got for you. Here's how we can promote you. Um, these are the partners that we have. And and I think that's what Baylor's style is going to be, especially under Aranda. So um, really, really excited that the deal got done. It got announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a very Aranda way, just kind of in the middle of the day, out of nowhere, it's not much fanfare um without a whole lot of details just hey guys stop freaking out about it he's he's gonna be here for the long haul i love that they buried the uh opening game opponent inside that press release they didn't announce that yeah <laughs> yeah that it's we're like playing albany Baylor it's because albany <laughs> it's because if we're being honest the home schedule this year is just it's that year man it's it's that We've year talked about it's that year it's so bad it's albany tech we have six total games it's albany tech Kansas and Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, TCU. <laughs> That's it. That's five. It's just five. Because it we this we had seven home games this year. It's that seven and five year. It reverses. Yeah, that's right. Because we double. Oh, we should not. Yeah, we played BYU at home. No, we played BYU yeah. on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Because of this past year, we had the seven home. Yeah, it's like it's the it's the the off year of that. So. We have five home games, and they're not great. I mean, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, actually, Texas Tech is in Lubbock, right? Yes, Texas Tech is in Lubbock. Okay, so Oklahoma State's coming. It is garbage. I mean, honestly, like that's the best game in TCU because of the rivalry of everything. But the Kansas schools and Texas State. So, yeah. Oh, man. It's just, it's not a, it's not a, a great year for football. And I don't think Albany's like, they're not even a good small school. 
I mean, they, and, they were two and nine last year. Oh my god! Well, now I don't want to like how much chickens before they hatch. Like we've lost to Liberty and UTSA in a season before, so I, I'm not. I don't want to get like ahead of myself yet. But um, bro, the, this this ain't that team. But I, I get that, and but I'm I'm worried about them. They're from Albany, so that's like uh, it's upstate. I don't think it's too far upstate New York, but I mean it's it's, it's, it's the capital. Of, you know, it's yeah, it's the capital of New York. It's up there, and they're gonna come down here in what September? Yeah, what weekend is that game? It's September third. They're gonna die. It's the opener. It's the opener. They're okay. going to die. It's going to be. They're gonna fly all the way from New York to somewhere and then drive to Waco probably. I saw some of their fans talking about coming down for the game on Twitter after after they oh, tweeted man. it out. And I was I was I was like, guys, no, like it was no, the temperature that's... last uh, September third. Just pull it up. It was uh 100 degrees. Yeah, so. and that's the thing. And and well here's the th- other thing is like McLean is an oven. That thing that place gets hot. Yeah. If you aren't in the shade in McLean Stadium, you oh man. I remember Back in, I think it was the 2013 season, Buffalo came to McLean. And that was like the second or third game of the year. I don't think it was even like the opener. And it was a like 2.30 kick, and it was miserable. Yeah. It was so hot. So I, I felt like, bad for him. Like, that was when they had like, Khalil Mack was on that team. And he was like shut down. It's, oh, man. that I feel I feel bad for any. <laughs> it's Labor Day weekend, though. So, They'll get an extra day of spinning. They're all going to want to come down and go to the silos. Go to the so. silos. Have, go to McNally table or whatever. <laughs> Take a picture. <laughs> um, Matt, outside of college sports, did you watch any football on Sunday last week? Uh, yeah, there was a, a small game. The um, the big game is because I don't want to get sued, but no, it's a Super Bowl. The superb um, owl. Yeah. Um, it was a good game. Now I had I had vested interest in the game, so um which you I, were I did for I did, huh? I was in for Burrow, but also like I had money on it. Um I had took the I took the Bengals plus four and a half, which turned out to be a good choice. And I had the under, so I, it was under forty eight and a half as well. So you got Christmas money now for next yeah. year. Well I mean I didn't bet that much money. <laughs> 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 it's not go crazy. Yeah, I uh I I I wanted the Bengals to win, but I picked LA to win. So yeah. um I I was at a point, you know, I was I was semi confident. You know, at one point it was it was looking like, oh well. Oh yeah, I thought they I can't thought it run was the done. ball. Like, Holy and, crap, uh, the Bengals are gonna be Super Bowl champs. This is yeah. weird. Yeah. And uh you know, OBJ got hurt, they can't run the ball. I mean, this is gonna be, but then you know, Eli Apple can't cover. So, yeah. I mean, overall, it was just like it's better than some Super Bowls that I've seen, but it, it wasn't. It was a good football game, and that's all I really thought about it. Yeah, and then um, I was watching hockey, Olympics hockey. And the men got eliminated by, I think Slovenia. So mm. that wasn't fun. But anything, any other? Uh, you watch any more Olympics? I know you're big. Uh, you said you like the. I am currently not, like it has been a strange week at work for me, and I have just not had a whole lot of focus on the Olympics because 
like I get I put the baby down and I end up doing some work. And if there's Baylor like sports on, so I watched the tech game last night. Yeah. But yeah, since we talked last, I haven't really gotten to watch a whole lot of Olympics. I was I was real busy the whole weekend because we did a bunch of Valentine's Day stuff and we had a blast. Um, but, but yeah, like I haven't actually watched as much Olympics. I follow like kind of like the uh, the ice the ice skater um, controversy situation, but that's weird around the girl that had tested positive and they were going to let her compete anyway. And but luckily she came in fourth, so it didn't it didn't even matter. She didn't okay. even medal. So, um, but yeah, not a whole lot of uh, stuff going on there. I have seen though that back into college sports mm-hmm. that there is like some stuff going on with conference usa it's 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 a weird it's a mess so basically three schools from conference usa they were already announced they're leaving and going to the sun belt it's old dominion um marshall and southern miss so that we already knew that then i guess earlier last week or maybe the week before that they had all announced individually yeah, they're going next year. They're just going to, they're cutting their June 30th or whatever it is. They're leaving Conference USA. Then earlier this week, Conference USA puts out their season schedule. And lo and behold, Old Dominion, Marshall, and Southern Miss are on the schedule. And they're like, they're expected to play. And they lawyers are going to get involved. It's just a mess all around. Yeah, it is really weird. And putting all of the legal stuff and how crappy this is for the players that play at those schools um, and everything that they're going to have to go through and deal with and how crappy it is for the other schools in conference USA. The weirdest part to me is I think back to when I would play like NCAA 14 and I would always do a bunch of conference realignment and make the conferences that I wanted whenever I would do uh, a new dynasty. And the Sunbelt was always the conference I would kill. Like I, (laughs) I would essentially kill the Sunbelt conference and it's come up because the Sunbelt used to be like that, but now like yeah, now they're pretty good. Louisiana is good. Coastal Carolina is good. Um, you know, you have Appalachian State who's good. You have Arkansas State who has been good in the past. You know, that's a good team. And then also part of this is I I live in a Sunbelt town in Lafayette, and it is Conference USA has always had this like big brother type of like looking down on the Sun Belt. Even like the the AD at Louisiana Tech made remarks about Louisiana because they felt they were more superior. And it's just funny that their their conference is collapsing and they're adding like FCS schools. They're jumping FCS schools up to join the conference in like a couple of years to replace these schools. And it's like the, your conference is like it's your your dying breath because you're losing some of your best schools to go to the Sun Belt. That has to be like a slap in the face for them, for sure. It reminds me of the Big East saga. So if if you think back to when the Big East still existed, yeah. Central Florida tried to join the Big East, and South Florida, who was in the Big East, said, no, get out of here. You're a fake school. You're a commuter school, whatever. Yeah. You're not going to come play football with us. And And just talked so much trash about them and everything. And now... The Big East fell apart. South Florida ended up nowhere and is a completely irrelevant football program. And UCF is now going to be in the power five. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, that's got to be how Lafayette feels a little bit. Yeah. And with the uh, what's going on in the American 
with them losing their teams to the Big 12, I mean, the Sun Belt is positioned to, like, take the mantle of, like, the the more successful group of five conference away the from American them. is really not going to be good after I mean, after the, after we're done with it. Yeah. That. I mean, you're losing just the two, the three best schools, like your top three schools gone. Yeah. And just out in one fell swoop. Yeah. It's uh, they're going to have a rough go of it. I don't, I don't, there's just, and you're losing those market. The biggest thing is you're losing Houston. You're losing Orlando and you're losing Cincinnati. Yeah. They've got Memphis still left. They've got Tulsa. what? Tulane. Tulane. Which is New Orleans. Uh, you have Navy. Like Navy's a good team, but I mean, I mean the thing is like Maryland Navy, owns that market. It's not like yeah, not like I mean, the thing with Navy is that you, know, you have like the United States Navy. So I mean, just a, that's a big base all over the world. Yeah, you know I what I mean? Maybe. And I, mean, the they, they, I don't think people yeah, really watch them until the Army yeah. Navy game. And I, then, I don't um, get excited to watch Navy until the end of the year. I think Navy, if they're good, like the, uh, a couple years ago, they, were, they had a really good team. You know, they're fun to watch because of how they play. That's and true. Good I, I will watch the triple good. option when they're good at it. And yeah, you're right. A couple of years ago, they were ranked. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then, but yeah, I mean, who, and then conference USA is even worse. Once they, I mean, they're losing, I guess Marshall would probably be their best school. Perhaps. I mean, Southern yeah. Miss hasn't been good, but you know, they're not doing well. And I mean, there's a reason they want to go back to more regional rivals. Because Southern Miss used to be in the Sun Belt, and they left and went to Conference USA. Right. Now they're going back. <laughs> and so it's like, and I, I think it's also, Sun Belt has, a, they have a better television deal with ESPN, with the ESPN Plus deal. That wouldn't surprise me, because I don't remember the last time I saw any, I, I've like, I've seen Sun Belt talk because of Lafayette, because of Coastal Carolina. I haven't seen the, I haven't seen Conference USA be brought up whatsoever in a very well, long UTSA's time. UTSA is in Conference USA. Until they go to America. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, remember whenever we played um, UTSA in San Antonio and it was on Facebook Live? Because that's their TV deal. I, I remember that, yes. That's why it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> because you're either on CBS Sports Network, which is sometimes hard to find, and the, or you're on some crazy weird streaming platform that you're watching a football game on Facebook. You're on Flow Sports. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just uh, it'll be interesting to see how it how it unfolds because there's all just all realignment though. It's going to be wild for the next few years, I think. It, for the next few years it really is going to be. It's going to be very very wild to see, you know, does our conference is it able to stay together? Do what happens to other? the Pac-12 like whenever their TV uh, deal expires? Right. And, and now especially now that it looks like their little alliance is dead, which is that was just a voting block. Basically, is what it was. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they got together and said, "We hope the Big Twelve dies." <laughs> and then yeah. now that the Big Twelve didn't die, the Big Ten is like, "Yeah, we're not going to bring you along for." They're about to get a. Did you did you see the story about the Big Ten that that they're expected to get over a billion dollars in their next TV deal? Yeah, I read that. Like uh, NBC is like American. NBC as a big is going player. after them to pair with to pair with their. They have the exclusive deal with Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense if they add the Big Ten, they completely own the Midwest, completely own all of the major schools and programs in the Midwest and put it on their one network. 
personally, I think that's huge for the Big 12 because the Big 10 is a dual deal conference similar to the Big 12 right now where they have games on Fox, they have games on ESPN. The SEC moving forward is going to be completely part of ESPN. If the Big 10 were to leave and, and go be completely part of NBC, you've got Fox that's got to look to have content and make a deal and CBS because CBS has lost the is lost at the SEC. So that's that's two major networks right there. They're going to be looking to add people. Fox is probably going to do everything that they can to hold on to um, the Pac-12, maybe. And then it's just, you know, figuring out how they're going to fill in their other time slots between us, the ACC. And I think the ACC is still going to deal with ESPN. So, yeah, long deal. So. I mean, this could is, bode well for the Big 12 becoming a, a CBS conference. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Like, you, you think you don't think they want to give up that 330 slot there in college football? I mean, they're losing the SEC. That's that's done. Yeah. So, but are they just going to fold up? Because that's been like, I mean, that has been the SEC, but it's been like that 330 slot's been kind of the big CBS game. Yeah. How so, many times have you watched Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, like, Tim Tebow, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, like all the the history that we've seen in our lifetimes in the SEC was formed on CBS. So I think it'd be really cool if if the Big 12 ended up coming down and getting either like an exclusive Fox or an exclusive CBS deal. Now that now that the Big 10 is probably flirting with NBC a little bit. I mean, I think my my guess would be CBS is probably going to try to fight for probably the Big 10. Even though they it will uh, bid, but the more yeah. that they bid, that we at least know what kind of market they're setting yeah. and what they're willing to pay, and that helps the Big 12's leverage when it comes to negotiating. Yeah, and it, the the best thing would be for for the Big 12 would be Big Ten to go to someone other than Fox. Exactly, the Big Ten going the Big Ten going to NBC is the biggest thing for us. I don't think NBC uh, would. The reason NBC is going after this is because. They're like, we already have Notre Dame. If we have the Big Ten, we've got that entire region. We we own it. That's you know. Yeah. So I think it makes the most sense for the Big Ten to go there. And you get into um, that like, it's not just one game, whatever. When over Notre Dame plans, you have like a whole Saturday of programming. And they've got NBC Sportsnet that they're trying to expand. They you know they've got um, Peacock, which they're putting a ton of stuff Peacock. on. That's absolutely like, Peacock. So because they, I think they folded this, this NBC Sportsnet. That's that's done. Oh, did they? I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to look. And I think you're right because I think the Premier League games might be on USA now. So, so like, yeah. Well, they have. I think the thing is their streaming platform, and they need mm-hmm. content for streaming platform. They absolutely do. And they they kind of uh, had an experiment with Notre Dame. One of their like non-conference, or I guess all their games are non-conference, but one of those like Toledo game was on Peacock only. I'm calling so it right now, have, folks. You had to have Peacock um, Premium to watch it. Yeah, I'm calling it now, folks. 2026, you're going to hear... It's going to be the Big 12 on CBS. That would be wild. My, my mind's always, always been it's going to be like a Fox. Fox is going to make a bigger push for uh, the uh, the Big 12. We're going to play but, day games. Get ready. People are going to be pissed. <laughs> CBS loves playing the day game. Well, they're gonna have a big day game. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll the be a national broadcast like every week. Yeah. It'll be cool, and then they'll will be put on probably like what Paramount Plus or something is like the streaming platform that the CBS is. So yeah, yeah, for sure. So well, they have also like CBS, like they have that side CBS Sports Net. 
CBS Sportsnet, stuff like then, that. But, yeah. yeah, and then like Paramount is their, yeah, is their streaming platform. So, so. speaking of Paramount Plus, yeah, TV shows, Boba Fett, Star Wars, the thing that we've been talking about week after week. Matt, yeah. did you watch the the season finale? Absolutely, I watched it. Tell um, me, I, I've seen I've seen some opinions on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, before I, have some I, I before I make a statement about my thoughts, I just yes or no. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Okay, I did. I loved it. I thought it was a blast. I don't. Uh, by the way, uh, go ahead. Spoiler alerts: If you have not seen the final episode of the Book of Boba Fett for season one, go ahead and click off now because we're about to dive yeah. in and spoil stuff. So that's your warning right there. Go ahead. Probably and... should just like spoilers for like all yeah. Star Wars content. Yeah, all Star Wars content. If you haven't seen it yet, just go ahead, pause, go watch that, then come back and listen. Anyway, moving on. I loved it. I thought it was a blast to watch, and I'm still very confused as to why people didn't like it. I mean, I think it was, and I'll say this, I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. I wasn't, like, blown away by it. I didn't love it. Like, I wouldn't say I loved it. It was, it was, it was fine. But I I will say this, I will say this. It was, it was. Very high highs, but I think the lows were, were pretty low sometimes. See, I didn't really notice like really any like again, like I didn't think it was, you know, uh award winning or like, you know, anything that was like industry changing of, of television. But hey man, if I'm gonna have a you know a climax closeout fight battle, that was that was fun. It was a fun episode to enjoy. I think my um critique was maybe like pacing during the series because the the like the weaker episodes were, were pretty weak it's not like they just dropped off a little bit i thought like some of those episodes were pretty weak and but then again the the ones like in the middle i guess we already gave a spoiler one but the ones with mandalorian with with din Djarin in it were amazing yeah, they were great absolutely and all I all I know is like when I watch a television show like this, like when I watch sci-fi stuff, I just I want to be entertained. And yeah. seeing a rancor being ridden by Boba Fett across yeah. the streets of Tatooine is fun to me. Yeah, no, it was it was amazing. I liked it, uh, you know. And like I said, parts of it I absolutely loved. I just thought it was uneven. I guess is the best way I would put. It. And that's like kind of my critique of the whole series or the whole season um season one which i'm assuming it's, there's gonna be more i don't know i i um, assume there will be so like it was and I, I i'm guessing it was um because robert rodriguez kind of directed he's kind of the showrunner type of you know, like he was kind of his his season so like he had some of the things in there that were just like i said pacing issues with it and also, I didn't understand, like, I didn't understand what they were doing with Boba Fett. Because a big portion of this, there's seven episodes, he's not there for two of them. Yeah, I so mean. A big chunk of the that's that's of your episodes, like, of Boba Fett, there's no Boba Fett. Yeah, I think that's fair. What did you think about uh, Grogu's choice? I thought it was, um, I kind of thought that's what was going to happen. Yeah, I think we both predicted he yeah. was going to come back. Um, and I think 
I'm guessing is they did it in this because it kind of negates like the the season finale of Mandalorian season two, where he leaves. By the time you get to Mandalorian season three episode one, he's already back. You don't have to go through that, so that's part of the storyline's gone. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a soft reboot of Mandalorian. It's like we're we're you know getting the band back together, have these episodes and and Boba Fett to kind of set up what we're gonna do. And yeah, they're off doing whatever they're going to do, going to Mandalore or whatever. I don't know what what's going to happen with them, but they're back together. So it kind of it, perfect to set up that show, which I guess is later on this year. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Uh, I lo- Also, I love hearing your dog snore in the background. Um, he's my favorite. Uh. <laughs> well, now he, he's up and he's uh, he's he's begging for food. Like he'll be able to jump up in my lap and. <laughs> and uh beg for stuff so <laughs> he's the best yeah i uh i i thought that's what grogu was gonna do um i i want to see more and more about the dark saber i i'm i'm yeah. I, i'm honestly more excited to watch more din Djarin than i was to watch more boba fett but i enjoyed this it was good like i've seen bad star wars and that wasn't bad star wars yeah so. absolutely um it's making some things like we may have talked about this last time, really it's partially making like the animated stuff. You almost have to have some kind of working knowledge of like clone wars. Right. Yeah. The, the, you know, the Cad Bane introduction and death and like little Easter eggs that are on there are, are less impactful. If you aren't aware of what happened in the animated series. Um, Speaking of Cad Bane. Yeah. Is he dead? I think he is. And I've, 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 heard people talk about this like why would you kill cad bane because he's such a great character you just kind of introduced him to live action and i was like yeah my thinking is we have all kinds of space to work with in the past especially with that andor series that they're there that happens before the rebellion that it's coming out you can have cad bane in all these other series that happened before the current uh i guess the mandalorian timeline so the the big thing behind it, though, the rumor is because uh, apparently after he's dead and it's kind of panning away from him, he has a heart rate monitor. And it's beeping. And it's still beeping. Yeah, the red thing, yeah. Which maybe he's not. It wasn't like explicitly said that he was dead. I mean, yeah. Uh, I th- It kind of does, though, because he's like, I knew you were a killer or whatever. You yeah, know, yeah. When- Right before he does it, so it would, it's not like he got his head chopped off, you know. It, I mean, it's, exactly. He now stabbed in his little breathing apparatus. That said, I hope he's dead. I hate it when they minimize moments like that in TV and movies, and are just like, "Never mind, he didn't actually die." Like, no, like let that scene have weight, and yeah. that scene has weight because Boba kills him. And it's also the way he kills him with what he learned from the Tuscan. It's not like right. using his normal weaponry because Cad Bane's obviously better. Um, with with a blaster, and then but he used what he learned from his found family. Yeah, it's you know, and he egged him on around the Tuscan Raiders as well. Like yeah. that, you know, that was well, he did that, like, yeah, per- he got that information. He did that, yeah, on purpose. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was kind of disappointed we didn't see Tuscan Raiders come in. I wanted to see them come in at the end because we spent so much time early. That's, that's what, I what I thought I was, was going about. to happen. In in the scene where when Boba Fett's said, you know, he's telling Dinjar and just like, you know, hey, keep the people safe. I'll be back. And he says something like, where who are you going to get to help? You were out of friends. 
I thought that there was going to be like he was going to go find some subset of Tuscans that somehow knew who he was because all the Tuscans that he hung out with are all dead. But yeah. I was expecting to see like Tuscan Raiders come help him out. I was I completely had forgotten about the Rancor until like, you know, you see the claw come over. the. Oh, uh, that was just God, I mean, it was so like, cool. I, 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 they set that up like. To to, you know, like it was right on the nose whenever he's he says earlier in the show that he wants to ride it. And he's like, I'm yeah, back. I was like, oh, he's riding the Rancor. I knew, I knew it was coming. I was just waiting oh. for it. I, I did. I, it, it got me. And that, that may be why I, like, I loved the episode was just because I was like, oh, my God, it's a red guy. What I love is like the little like Easter eggs, because like um, earlier he says, like, I've read a beast like 10 times the size. And I was like, a like, I don't know if you probably ever seen this, but they had this like Star Wars Christmas special in like the 70s or something. And both it rides some weird, huge like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> animal of some sort and i was like this is what you have to like with these shows like i think they're made for casuals you know this one's a cool like sci-fi show it's star wars but they're not people that like watched every episode of or it, they're they're for people who watched every episode of like the clone wars and star wars rebels for all these characters but they're made so in a way that you can come in if you haven't done that and still be enjoyable yeah, it does service to every sector of the Star yeah. Wars fan base. You don't have to be a total, like, you don't even have to have really seen the movies to enjoy yeah. these seasons. Like, you're going to be missing out on some good context to understand motivations behind things and who people are. But, you know, if you've just seen the movies, like, you're fine. Like, you're, you don't need to have go, gone and watched the, the Clone Wars or the Bad Batch or Rebels or read any of the, um, well, I love about novels. If you do a little bit of digging on on Disney Plus, and you go to the Star Wars section, they do have like essential Clone Wars. So they have like six episodes. Like these are essential Clone Wars. So you can go and kind of hit and hit all these things. If you don't want to go back and watch three seasons or four, I don't know however many seasons of Clone Wars there are, but you have like okay, here's essential Ahsoka. Here's essential like things you need to know, and so. uh it's they do that kind of they do they do spoon feed casual fans if you if you do a little digging on Disney Plus you can catch those episodes and get caught up without having to dive into long seasons of a show especially animated not everyone's like into like watching animated shows yeah and or you can I what I do whenever I need to catch up on stuff like when I saw Cad Bane I was like I need to do like a Cad Bane refresher so I went and I just like found a YouTube video that was every Cad Bane scene in Club and in Clone Wars. And I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember all this stuff. I have to do that. Like even with like um, a show, like you've watched and they have a new season coming out, but like, man, it's been a while. Go back like the Witcher. Like I'm, I'm let me go back and just get like a, there's like a recap YouTube channel that does like reviews and recaps. And they'll just go through like a whole season, like in a yeah. 10 minute video. I did that with the Witcher because I was not going to go back and, and watch that weird time loop first season. So I loved it to death. I wasn't going to watch it again. I'm debating now after some news and we'll, we'll stick to some pop culture for a couple of more minutes. And that is uh, I may have to go back and watch three seasons of Stranger Things because we got the announcement for season four today. So like I, I saw like the I guess a poster, mm-hmm. but I, it was I was kind of in the middle of doing other things so what is what was the announcement 
so they they released four posters today the tagline for the season and i believe i read it's coming this summer um and the tagline was um all endings have a beginning or there's there's a beginning to every end or something like that essentially i saw that tagline um and i think this is season four i believe the show is going to end at season five so the implication is this is the beginning of the, the beginning of the end. Like this season right here is going to be what sets up the final season. Um, and from what it appears that people are pulling out of the, the posters is that they are in Russia, uh, which would mean uh, spoiler alert here. If you haven't watched uh, season yeah. three of Stranger Things, but it appears they're going to get Hopper back. Yeah, I saw that one poster like blatantly. <laughs> yeah, like one of the posters like there's no doubt like that's that's, that's, that's not the- me. Yeah. Which I mean, they already knew that because of the, I guess the end credit or whatever. From yeah, the the, last the, the stinger for for the end of season three. Yeah, so if you watched Stranger Things, you you knew he's you know he's coming back. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's that's the biggest character, honestly. On the, I think on the show, like everybody loves David Harbor. Everybody loves uh, loves the character Hopper. Like he's the best. So, um, going back to Star Wars for a second, did you see that they had the, the Obi Wan poster and date got released? Yes, I did. I'm very, very excited about that show. I love Ewan McGregor. I love his version of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and I'm super stoked to watch that show. I think it's the, I read like May 25th, 2022, something like the 45th anniversary of the release of New Hope. Or at the time it was Star Wars, the, the first Star Wars film. So it's like 45 years to the day that Obi-Wan is going to be released from whenever he was kind of introduced with New Hope back in 1978. What's funny, and I'm sure I'll get corrected if I'm wrong on this, but I believe it was Alec Guinness. The, 77? Yeah. Uh, first Star Wars was... I think 77. I said 78. I think that's right, because I think Empire was 80, and then Jedi was 83, I think. Well, I was doing... Uh, the, I, was doing I said 78, and then I said 45, and I was like, well, I was born in 78. I'm 43. Yeah, it's 77. Right. Yeah, Empire <laughs> came out in 80. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Because they were all three years apart. Yeah. Um. But I think it was Alec Guinness when when he was pitched the the role of Obi Wan Kenobi in A New Hope. I think they offered him points, like a percentage of the of the grocer of the net or yeah. the profits, whatever it may be, for what the movie made. He turned that down for a flat rate pay because he didn't think the movie was going to yeah. do well because it was like this weird sci fi thing and he didn't quite understand it. Um, but he took the money bitter. instead I'd of the points. I'd be bitter too because yeah, Alec Guinness. <laughs> I mean, that, that's apparently he didn't about, like it. He didn't after the fact, like he didn't really. If, want to if do I'm it. right about that, I don't know where I read that, but I think I've read that before. Is that he turned that down? I think that, that be, I think I've heard that too. I, that would be an all-time dropping the bag moment. It's the opposite of like George Lucas, who said, "You know what? I don't want any more money. Just, Just give, give me, me the, give me some points. Give me the, the merchandising. Yeah. So, then, so it's like whatever. <laughs> Here's, uh, here. uh, you want the toys? Okay, fine. Yeah." Anyway, yeah. Uh, any more? I mean, since we talked about Super Bowl earlier, there were a lot of like trailers and things like that. Anything that jumped out at you that you're interested in since we're in this pop culture? Oh, section? any trailers that I've seen that I'm interested in? I, I watched one right before we recorded, actually, like two minutes before. Uh, Tom Hanks has a uh, an Elvis movie coming out. Oh, yes. I watched that earlier today. I saw that trailer. It looks pretty good. I'm not like a uh I'm not like a huge Elvis fan or anything, but it seemed interesting enough. I'm usually a sucker for like biopics, you know? Yeah, exactly. So um 
but I saw like the Doctor Strange trailer looks dope. Yeah, I mean it's an MCU movie. Doctor Strange is great, so I mean I, I think it'll be a blast. You talked about the uh the Lord of the Rings prequel earlier, um with Tristan, and that looks cool as hell. I mean there is like a oh the Jurassic World trailer Jurassic came out World trailer. like I'm gonna go see it just because I, I go see all of them but I mean I'm not like excited about it. Um, but you, you saw the trailer, right? Yes. So you know, like they're bringing back the the band from the first one. And all yeah. That, and so, and which is it's, kind of like a nostalgic. It's just rinse repeat. They can't think yeah. of anything to do with it, so let's bring back the original people. Apparently, um, it's supposed to be the end of it. Like it's, they call it a conclusion. In the trailer, Jordan Peele has a new movie coming out called Nope. Yeah. Um, I I'm not a big horror fan, but I think I might actually go see that one. Is it Aliens? I mean, I'm trying to figure that's, out. That's I, what I, it, like, I, I might go see because I want to know. Like, I didn't watch. Um. Oh, what was his first one? I haven't watched. I haven't. I, I haven't seen any of his movies. I've Get I've out gone. Is the first one. I've watched like recaps of them on YouTube and I've read the synopsis of their plots so that I can actually talk about them in conversations when, but I, I'm, I'm a big scaredy cat with movies. So I just haven't wanted to go see it, but I don't mind alien stuff. And I feel like this is aliens and I can live like science doesn't bother me. Like most alien horror based movies for whatever reason, they don't trigger me. So like, it's funny you bring up science because I'm kind of thinking like I was in white, we were talking about, just now, I was thinking like you know he's kind of turned into the like the new like if not Shyamalan with his, his movies the way they are because they're not just horror movies they're they're about something in right. the real world it's just a commentary they have a message of some kind yeah and it's kind of like in in a similar fashion like Shyamalan's early movies were like not really about something but you kind of had to figure out what was going on because it wasn't just a horror movie it wasn't just right aliens. It it, just there were ghosts. layers to it yeah. It was, you know, but there's a deeper, like you said, layers. So, yeah, so it's it's similar. Like I've watched, I haven't seen the second film. Um, I've seen Get Out. I haven't didn't see Us. Us, that's yeah, that's the one I was. That one really like Get Out. I after I read the synopsis and watched like some recaps, I was like, I should have gone and seen this movie. Like this doesn't yeah. sound like it's like it was just it's kind of like screws with your head a little bit, but it's not really like it didn't seem like an actual horror movie. Yeah. Like like it was. It was a deeper version of the skeleton key, essentially, um, which that's a movie that really freaked me out. Uh, but us, that one really bothered. Like, I was like, I don't think I can watch us. Like, I, I don't think I can. That one looked yeah. freaky to me. Um, I haven't seen us either. And and I like all the actors. Like, I love Winston Duke. Lupita Nyong'o. They're all great. I just was like, it's just I probably... If it's not in front of me, like on television, like I'm while I'm turning channels, I'm probably not gonna seek it out. Gotcha. I think I think I am going to man up and I'm gonna go see Nope. I think I'm gonna love, do it. I'm trying to think. Um on the Lord of the Rings front, did you see you watch Game of Thrones, right? Yes. So did you see who's playing a, a younger version of Elrond? I didn't. It was an actor notice. that played, and I'm, probably because I'm, I was such a Game of Thrones nerd. Um, it was the actor that played the young Ned Stark in Game of Thrones. Oh, that's right. He yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember young, seeing that. Yes, yes, yes. His name's like Robert Arroyo or something like that. But yeah, he's playing the. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, that's 
this movie interesting. So I'm I'm very excited about that, but I have low expectations. Really? Yes. I think they're just putting everything into it that it's like it has no choice but to be good. See, I just Tolkien is extremely difficult to pull off in like a visual medium. I th- I feel like and the the first three like the Lord of the Rings, what Peter Jackson did, I don't know if it's like he it was so perfect. He did such an amazing job of adapting it to screen viewing. Like we talked about with with Tristan earlier, like there are things in the books that don't translate to TV and told and Peter Jackson found a way to take those out or morph them or change them to a way that it fit on the screen. And I, I look at the Lord of the Rings movies and I think as a trilogy, those are, it's just, I don't know if anything can ever touch what was created there. So it kind of, for me, dilutes other Lord of the Rings content that may come down the road because I'm like, does it match up with these masterpieces? And so you're already behind the eight ball there. And I mean, the Hobbit, that trilogy was objectively bad. Let's, let's be honest. Like there was, if you know the background of what happened in those movies, there was like a lot of stuff that was happening with the studios, director changes. Peter Jackson wanted to go, didn't even want to do it. Wanted to go a certain way. Wanted to make one movie. Was forced into making three because they wanted to make more money off of everything. It was not a passion project. Like, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was the Hobbit trilogy yeah. was a complete and utter money grab. And you can tell like it was garbage. So I don't know. I just don't know if I trust that this is going to be good. And I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, me too. Cause I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm going to watch every second of it, even yeah. if it's bad, but. Um, so I think we've covered all the, uh, the pop culture portion um what i did want to say is like next week we have a little bit of a, a a different episode where we're gonna have a friend of the of the podcast mr devion hinton will be on to talk about oscar nominations so more pop culture stuff um we will throw in sports but we're gonna have a prob- probably a, a half the episode will be about about that and we're just planning some different things for the off season since I think after basketball, it's um, it becomes less sports heavy for us because just because we don't, or me personally speaking for me, I'm not going to be as involved in the, the spring sports as I am football bas- basketball. We'll bring you the best Star Wars content that you can imagine, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Joe, well, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Uh, come say hi. Follow me. And uh, yeah, yeah, have a good time. Matt, what about you? Uh, as always, it's at Matt D. Workman. And you can find the podcast at the Baradine Pod. Awesome. Hi, right, Joe. As always, sick Network. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.